0: Welcome to Stationary Jason, a podcast at the intersection of analog and digital productivity. I'm Justin and joined as always by my friend and co-host, Stu Lennon. Hey, Stu. How's Cyprus today? Cyprus today
1: is living in the plot of a farce, Justin. Oh, ooh. I have had it. I have had the day that if I wrote this in a book, people would say, mm, you need to turn it down. It's not believable. So. Mm. This, this won't be a long tangent. Uh, anybody, anybody listening, you want to go make a coffee now, come back in 15 minutes, I'll probably still be going. I, this, okay. Regular listeners will be aware that I have dogs. Um, I have two of my own and one that I'm fostering. Now the two of my own, one of them sleeps in the bed, and I mean in the bed. He burrows under the duvet. And uh, the other sleeps in her bed unless she feels a little bit cool, in which case she jumps up on top of the duvet. In itself, not necessarily that unusual, I don't think. Obviously, Charlie burrowing under the duvet is a little unusual. At four o'clock-ish, maybe a little bit before, I heard my wife going, Oh, no! Oh? And through half-opened eyes, (laughs) what's the matter? And I will admit there was a a degree degree of resignation in my voice because she'd been up three or four times during the night to go and check on the foster dog, but more of that later. Um, And so I was awoken this morning with these words. He's thrown up. And (laughs) Charlie had... Really, really got rid of all of his cookies in one go. Oh. Um, and I don't know what he threw up, but it was ferocious. If if we hadn't moved faster, it would have burnt through to China. So um, it went through the sheet, through the mattress protector one, through mattress protector two, and was finally stopped at mattress protector three. Um, all of which were rapidly... Uh, rinsed by me put into the washing machine uh, essentially my day started at 4 a.m and from there on it got no better so I got all the washing done I got everything out Miss Lennon went off to work that was fine I sat down to do some work I thought oh do you know what I might just have a coffee and a bit of a rest and then um a guy came along who does does our garden I had a chat with him and then I got down to do some work and drink my coffee and um the doorbell went. Now, our doorbell is for the gate at the the front of the house. It's quite a long way away. So when when the the bell goes, there's this sort of fit of panic of getting the dogs in a place where they can't escape. Now, that's fine with my two little dogs because they will generally come somewhere near me. So they come into the office. Chicago, our foster dog, was yesterday neutered. So yesterday morning, While she was lying on the couch in the office with the little dogs, I put a little lead on her. I just slipped one on because she's still very, very scatty. She won't really let people approach her. And the next thing she knew, she was being handed to a very nice Russian man who took her away to a doctor who did unspeakable things to her. So to say that she is sulking would be understating it. She will not come Anywhere near me, and I don't blame her. So she's wearing a plastic cone, and she's generally quite miserable with life. <laughs> so. <laughs> poor Chicago. Indeed. So I got the small dog secured. The, the Chicago lives uh, out in the garden, so. Oh. You won that one, did you? Uh, so far. I'm not going to open the gate remotely. So I walked down our driveway with my little key fob that opens the gate. And as we were getting close to the bottom, it was the UPS guy. I thought, okay, he's, he's quite a cool guy. I'll just open the pedestrian opening, which just opens a little bit. And as he walks in, that will spook Chicago and she'll walk towards, you know, away from the gate. I opened the gate. He was on the phone to someone and didn't move from the doorbell. Chicago thought, I'm out of here. Whoosh, gone. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so Oh, yes. So now I've got a dog. In a big plastic cone, feeling very miserable with life, particularly with the big fat bloke who lives in that house, <laughs> disappearing up the path. Hey. So I had to get, I had to get my little dogs, get them onto Leeds. We had to go for a walk, and essentially, I have to use them as lures to bring Chicago in, because <laughs> um, she, she won't come anywhere near me, but she will follow Charlie. Oh my goodness! So. so we we had to recreate a sort of morning walk, which we're not really allowed to do because she's supposed to be resting because she's had an operation but anyway. So I had to recreate the idea of a morning walk to get her to follow me into the gate so I could close the gate. So I got everybody in and everybody settled, gave everybody a biscuit, including me. I may have had more than one, I'll be honest. And I thought, oh, wow, this this has been quite a day. Good Lord. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. You know, it's it's not working in a mine or anything, but... This, this is harder than I am used to. I'm not used to these difficulties in my life. So got everybody settled. Ding dong. The doorbell went. Just uh. drop it and leave it, buddy. It doesn't matter. Yes. So, so I speak to the guy saying broadly that, and he, he, he gives me the Greek equivalent of, okay? Uh, okay, right. okay. I said, wait there. So I walk down to the gate with no intention of opening it this time. I, I know, I'm quite sure to what? I have a package for you. No, really? Give it here. You can't open the gate? No, I can't open the gate. Why not? Honestly, you don't want to know. Just pass me the package. I'll sign for the package. Then you can go away. So so he then goes away. And then I come back. Honestly, there's more. But I'm boring myself now. I've just had one of those days where everything... I get the feeling if I opened a desk drawer, it would collapse. Do you ever get days like that where you just think, I'm not going to touch a fountain pen now because if I do, I'll drop it nib first. Yep. And I've just been. <laughs> uh, so this really is my, is my break. It's my calming down. Uh, as after this, I will be cooking supper for the current Mrs. Lennon and we will be sitting down to, well, watch something that isn't the World Cup because there's no football tonight, mm.
0: which is terribly exciting okay more importantly you're gonna go and cook with flames do you really think after your day that's a good idea
1: <laughs> um the the cooker has all sorts of safety cutouts and i'm not attempting too much i'm just doing pasta with courgettes everything should be fine i would hope but
0: yeah i will take on board your warning which i'm sure is well meant how are things in canada a, a whole lot less exciting than yours i think i i I'm actually feeling pretty good with myself now, Stu. Thanks for that. How's Chicago doing after her uh, surgery? Besides not liking you very much, uh, how's the healing going on a dog that? Hell would I know. She won't let me me within ten yards of it. Um,
1: She's uh, I've I've managed to have a quick look at the wound and that is all good. Um, She's supposed to wear the cone for ten to fourteen days, which is a long time, but. uh, you know a natural thing for a dog is to lick the wound and licking the wound will you know potentially could open it up and all that stuff so uh she's she's moving okay uh mostly away from me as i said um she's eating all right um although navigating the cone is frustrating for her mm-hmm. and i think it's one of the most frustrating things in the world to watch is to watch a dog trying to eat with a cone on you know they don't have reasoning skills so they're like Argh! you can see them just getting more and more wound up. but she's she's managing to each managing strength um the other two are cool with her uh so i think she'll be good she's now listed on um on on a website hmm. um as as available for adoption put the link in the show notes yes i will um i will indeed find the link um So yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's, that's the big hurdle now. And I've just got to, you know, build up that trust with her again, bless her.
0: Yeah. Good luck with that one. (laughs) I I am impressed. though. it sounds like you won the discussion around the house and she's still outside.
1: Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be fair to her to suddenly now, you know, while she's feeling a little bit tender um, and wearing a cone say, right. And now all change. Um, we, we have got a little den set up for her, um, up on our terrace. So, um, there's, uh, a crate that's, you know, sitting on lots of carpets and blankets and there's all, you know, very, it's like a kennel in effect. And next to it is where she actually prefers to be, which is an armchair, which has, I don't know if you've come across these. Have you come across self-heating pads? I can't say I have. So yeah, they're kind of like sh- sheepskin with some sort of reflective material beneath. So, okay. um, uh as as the dog lies on it, the the thing sort of retains and
0: reflects the dog's own heat. Lovely. I haven't seen one of those. I could use one of those uh on these cold nights. I'll have to look for that. Are they under the dog section of the uh Amazon? <laughs> I don't know. I think I
1: think the current Mrs. Lennon bought these locally actually. Um so who knows exactly where they came from? I th- I think they came from Alpha Mega, which is a big supermarket chain here. Um, But yeah, so I I'd said to Margaret, I said, look, if if it gets cold, fine, um, we'll we can look at Brie here in. But it's not cold. Um, I think we went down to about twelve degrees centigrade last night, um, and you know a dog is really really comf- comfortable until sort of once you get below seven is when you need to start thinking about things. So
0: the internet tells me, mm. but I I don't know these things. I know that uh, Coco runs outside. Well, I I tried to take her for a walk yesterday, Stu. It was at lunchtime, (laughs) so it was our our warm time. I think it was probably, you know, minus three. And she got all excited because I got the leash out and put the leash on her. And we have, as you come out of the house, there's a, a bit of grass there, and we have sort of two driveways, one on each side, because that's just the weird way this house is built. We went... Out of one driveway, as she would normally go for her walk, uh, she kind of had a sniff, looked at the deer tracks, looked at, well, I'm not sure if they're coyote tracks or what they are, uh, walked around to the other driveway and came back to the front door and was like, please let me in. Don't let me out. It's too cold. So, yeah, walking is, uh, is a luxury reserve for people that can wear clothes at the moment. <laughs> lots and lots of clothes. All the clothes, in fact, because... Right now, it's a balmy minus six degrees Celsius, which uh, burr. Uh, translates to Fahrenheit as brr. Yes, exactly. So we got we some feedback that we need to do our Fahrenheit conversions, but I'm just not that organized in the morning.
1: <laughs> well, what, what I'll do is I'll set, up, um, I'll set up another weather app. I'll have two weather apps so that I can have a look at that. that oh, here we go. We'll get Carrot Weather live. I don't know if you heard that, but... Um,
0: Removing a license plate from your car, is that what Siri's suggesting?
1: <laughs> no, that that's carrot weather, which is... Um, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I i think I've got it set not to curse. So, so I was about to okay.
0: think, okay, do I have to go back and edit that one out then? No, I, it's fine. <laughs> that was a nice one.
1: Yeah, there's no cursing as far as I'm aware. Uh, I'm just now trying to... Uh, oh, here we go, units... Uh, Of course, this is going to tell me what it is here, but it's not going to help with what it is there. Um, So here it's 66 degrees, feels like 68 apparently. Mm. Um, And the the lowest I should expect uh, just before dawn is 58 degrees. There you go.
0: All right. Minus six, just because this is exciting podcasting and I Googled it. <laughs> Bob, this is for you. Uh, is 21.2 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. Yep. I think we can go with it's bloody cold and move on. <laughs> Speaking of moving on, what is your tool of the week, Stu? Let's get back to, Oh, I don't know where this got off to. We've been all over the place this morning. <laughs> <laughs> back on track well uh i've got
1: loads of tools of the week this week but I'll, I'll pick one which is gonna be ulysses the writing app um i have it through setup i used to have it before i had Setup, actually um it's a lovely writing app uh has been for a long time it's very well developed very well supported it's got a subscription model um or you can get it through setup as i said um it's you know it's kind of the rolls royce of writing apps i would say uh i was getting a little bit tired of it and so what i did was i just refreshed how i used it and sort of went back to first principles what do i want what do i want to see and if you fiddle about with the settings on this app and i think many others you can actually really customize them down to what you want so i have a beautiful blank canvas that has no chrome on it no distracting menus um i can just write And then if I need to bring up menus and stuff, it's all a click away. It's easy. So um, that's my my tool of the week, I guess, is app customization.
0: (laughs) Oh, there you are. What
1: about you? What's your tool of the week, Justin?
0: Well, mine is Zoom. Now, I try not to take video calls. Uh, Mostly, I'm just too lazy to change into a shirt. I'm generally sitting in here in a t-shirt with some kind of logo on it. You're a grumpy old man. That's that's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> I, exactly. I mean, I'm I'm set up all I got to do is push a couple of buttons on the stream deck. I'm ready to go. I've got lights. And, but yeah, I just don't really want to talk to people that much. But I had to talk to a insurance broker this week and they came and set up a Teams meeting for me. I if you've ever tried to deal with somebody in this horrific world where people use Microsoft and want teams. Oh, yes. Um, I did a quick Google and went, oh, no, 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 no. Everything Stu said about teams is 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 worse. Uh-huh. So I, I just did the the Zoom thing, sent him a Zoom link and said, please, is that is that okay? Uh, I said, I'm the funny Mac guy that doesn't run teams or doesn't run at any Microsoft. Um, and Zoom, I had to share my screen. We had to go through some data it was really good Mm -hmm. Um, i don't do a lot of presenting on zoom i I, again i try to avoid the heck out of anything that's video related but wow it just works really well and i'm less skeptical of zoom than i was a couple of years ago when everybody was forcing me to use it so there we go it runs fine i got my meeting and i did not have to drive across the mountains which is a really good thing because I don't want to do that at the moment. Mm, yeah, it makes sense. So there we go. Um, do you use Zoom much or are you kind of like me and try to avoid video calls that are uh, all the bad things of meetings, but uh, at least they're remote?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, corporate-wise, I'm not a huge fan of them. Um, eh, what do I use them for? So I have a couple of clients who are sort of old school and would like to talk through things, um, but don't, you know, don't want to pay flights, as it were. So uh, we use, what do we use with them? Usually Teams. Um, So I have to have Teams on, well, I have to have it for that client of mine who sort of pays me a a big chunky retainer. So um, I, curiously, I don't do any Teams meetings with them anymore. (laughs) They just, they've just got a grumpy old guy in Cyprus. Just leave them alone. Um, if, as long as you don't poke him, he generally doesn't do anything. Just, just, it's fine. Uh, so they, they tend to annoy me. Um, my, my sort of monthly contact with that company is to nudge their management accountant and say, "Oi, where's my invoice? <laughs> <laughs> to, to which he replies, hasn't been approved. So I then go to my line manager who couldn't pick me out of a lineup, uh, and say, "Oi, <laughs> when's that invoice going to be approved? Um, that, that's pretty much it at the moment while we wait for all the uh, various and sundry legal things to get done nice so, yeah it's good good work while you can get it um uh, but yeah so i do a mix i have uh facetime i do facetime with you and tj um every day i do a what's up with my with my mum um that's that's her
0: sort of she's familiar with it so we use that does that do video as well now yeah, yeah, it has done for a long time. Yeah. Oh, good. Facebook stealing your face. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Oh, sorry, Meta stealing your face. Let me let me keep up with the Meta.
1: Um, and yeah, so and Zoom, I do. Um, I used to do with the the focus guys at uh, Block Media, and yeah, some sort of worky people uh, c- come through on Zoom. I think they're all much of a muchness, to be honest. Um, but as you say, just the whole. That whole Microsoft, oh, you want to use one of our services? Let us take over your computer. Um, it's just, oh, no, I don't want Outlook. No, I don't want Word. No, I don't want... It's just so domineering as software goes. It's just so bloated and
0: la horrible. Uh, this from the people that were spent uh, five minutes complaining about how broken... Apple's AirPlay is before we got online today. So, yes. Right. right. I'm, pro- not, I'm not sure we, we can uh, throw stones while we're uh, living in the greenhouse. Apple's downstairs. greatest weapon
1: and greatest reason for its success is that Microsoft is just worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is true, I guess. Uh, I, I've got a seminar later. Um, I need to get some PD hours for the end of the year, the joys of... Uh, having a designation. And so I signed up for uh, sort of an advanced Excel reminder. And I was looking at the slides last night, and these are screenshots from a Windows computer. Mm -hmm. my God. It took me back to like uh, 1995, Windows 95. It was, it's it's still not pretty. Uh, And I don't know if... It did just... I always thought Windows 11 was supposed to be a much nicer look, but uh, I don't know why these slides were written. They could have been written in 1995. <laughs> look, it just looks so horrible—the fonts and the the, the busyness of the check boxes. It was like, oh, just give me a prefer- preference pane. Anyway, I, enough on topic. We've we got we've got a topic somewhere in here this week's too. We're gonna have to get to it. I we? Are you sure? I think so. I was.
1: I was. I'm. I'm. I'm just. We have to wait now because um, there's. Uh... <laughs> There's a Microsoft program opening on my computer as we speak.
0: Oh, you didn't push a button, did you? Oh uh, no, 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 I just just
1: it just something you said. Um <laughs> Okay. This is this is from uh IT help desk of this client. Afternoon all. We now go to a bold font. This needs to be run manually on work PCs and company laptops with some very peculiar capitalization, but uh, I digress. Then select the start button, arrow set on settings icon, arrow update and security, arrow windows update, and then select check for update. Once done, if prompted to restart your device, please do so while making sure that you've saved your work to avoid data loss. And then we're back to bold. Please do not upgrade your laptop to Windows 11 as this is being tested by the IT infrastructure team. I mean, who needs an IT infrastructure team, eh? And then it's, this should not be done on the WVD main pool servers as our provider, company name, are responsible for patching those servers. Users who have their own dedicated server will need to patch their own respective server, open bracket, S, close bracket. That's all underlined, that line. We will also continue to push through patch updates to devices that have been identified to have software that is out of date. If prompted to restart your device, please ensure you do so. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact the IT infrastructure team.
0: Wow. That sounds great. That sounds like uh, one of these guys that calls me on a 1-800 number and tells me my Norton is, um, has been um, suspended or that they need to refund my <laughs> money. And here, just use TeamViewer. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> do, do
1: not upgrade to Windows 11. God, don't do that. Don't do it. You'll break everything. Oh.
0: And it might look prettier.
1: And I And, and all, this, all this stuff just comes through and I just press delete, delete, delete. Anyway. Oh.
0: Let's talk about something nice. What about pen and ink of the week? Oh, stew, Stu, stew, Stu, Stu. I started doing this. I talked about it last week. I did the first one. The Diamine 2022 Ink Vent Calendar. Uh, one ink a day, Mm -hmm. small little, I can't remember what it is, 15 millimeters, I think, roughly 50 milliliters of ink every day that I get to open. I've got this routine. I get my coffee. I sit down. I pull it open. I have to rip it out of its cling film because they do a good job making sure these things do not spill. And then I've been trying these. And thiamine has done a really, really good job of Coming up with some different inks. Uh, Last year was a combination of what they call a standard ink, a shimmer ink, and a sheen ink. This year, there's new things. Uh, There is a chameleon ink. Have you ever heard of that? Mm, No. It is an ink that uh, the one that I'm writing with this week, because I got so excited I had to ink something up, is a blue shimmer ink. And if you turn the page, it is now a green shimmer ink. Wow. Wow which is really kind of cool, fantastic. And uh, they call that chameleon. There was a scented ink in there. So it was an ink called spruce and it smelled like a tree, which was interesting and a little off-putting, you know, when I'm just having my coffee first thing in the morning, but a lovely, lovely mix up of stuff. Um, Some of the inks have been much better than others. Some of them, there's a couple of them that uh, weirdly write, so wet that uh, they're hard to write with. But you know, not everyone could be a winner. Really, really enjoying this though. We are on the eighth. So I've opened eight of these so far. Uh, but because of that, even though I did not need a pen, uh, I opened one last year or last week called Solar Storm. And this was the one that is a shimmer, uh, a yes, shimmery blue ink, that when you tint it, tilt it, is now a shimmery green ink. And so I dug out a pen that I thought would be good for it. Uh, Penaider Avatar. Uh, You are in a demo, which is a sort of a translucent blue, and it goes very well with the ink. Uh, Lovely. I think it's a a fine, extra fine nib. Um, It's a steel nib, but it just writes lovely. And I've just been, well, my pens aren't sparkling, but my ink is this week's stew. Does that count for anything? yeah i think so a nice bit of sparkling is lovely mm. i know you're quite um a fan of the dye mine as well so uh maybe you can get some of this stuff to try because it's really really cool there's been a couple of these uh chameleon stuff
1: yeah i mean the thing for me and and you know proper ink shopping is i have to go proper ink shopping so to get the um, the stuff delivered here without all the hustle with customs and Brexit and all that jazz. Um, I, I can't really get it from, from Nero's. Mm. I have to go to someone bigger who's got all the registrations, which means someone like Culp and then I have to spend a certain amount of money. And I'm, I'm determined to lessen my stock a little bit mm. rather than just keep adding to the ink. I want to actually
0: use some ink. I've got a suggestion oh. for you. If you want to do that, come live over here because I can't have any ink shipped to me over the winter because it's going to freeze. And if it freezes, <laughs> it's going to blow up. And uh, I, I like my postie. They're very, very good. I do not want to have them covered in ink. So uh, yeah, I, I, no ink until, uh, until spring sometime. Uh, about the same time that I could see my, uh, my lawn again because it's still white and cold here. Ah, well. Anyway, what are you riding with this week, Stu. Uh, we, I'm, uh, before
1: I, I say what I'm going to write it with, I'm just going to, uh, give a little plug to a blog that I think people should go and check out. Um, it's called, uh, startbaynotebooks.co.uk. There's going to be a link in the show notes and, and it's got the best tagline I think I've seen on our blog for a long time. So start bay notebooks, a journal of someone that can't. <laughs> um, yeah, I know that one a little too well. And, uh, yeah, the guy that runs it, um, Peter was, um, he made, uh, he made a little business out of, uh, sort of travelers notebook covers. So, you know, those leather covers with the elastics, basically, mm-hmm. he made some beautiful ones of different sizes, A5s and A6s, uh, sort of around about the same time as Nero's got going. Uh, and he's in the southwest of the UK, and he was just making these beautiful things, and then he started doing some engraving on them, and you know, just really, really cool. Uh, up until very least recently, where he went, no, I had enough of this. <laughs> so I think it was it was supposed to be a hobby, and it was becoming, you know, an all-encompassing sort of um, driving commercial entity thing. Um, and fair play to him, he's, he stopped. So he's uh, sort of just rebranded the the site he's taken away the shop section i think everything else was there before but he's now just brought it very much to the front and it's if you're into this podcast then you're into this website Uh, trust me it's got some beautiful um articles about journaling it's got some great photos and wonderful sketching um you you can just go and get lost in there it's great people will love it um i was just talking to him uh today on on email and he said, oh, yeah, you must, you must push the site. So um, there you go. I'm pushing the side. It's, I'm enjoying it. I will be, um, once we finish recording, I'll be diving back into it. But I'm going to close the tab now, <laughs> lest it uh, detract and distract me. Um, I'm in, out of not changing pens for weeks, I've changed them all. So um, I'm now, I've got my Sailor 1911, which is a bright yellow, uh, which has handle in it. Um, from the Diamond Music set. And that's a sort of, that's a very nice sort of lavendery purple. Um, I've got the big guns out. I've got the, the Mont Blanc Charles Dickens. And That's got Schubert from the Diamine Music set, which is a sort of sheening green. Um, it's awful in my journal, because my journal is quite sort of heavy, absorbent paper.
0: Oh.
1: And you, br- you bring a, a, a double broad Montblanc Blanc nib to that, and you've basically got a battle on your hands. The, the paper and the ink are fighting
0: you have blotting paper
1: then yeah kind of um with that ink anyway um with tomorrow it's lovely it, it, you know it lies on the top and it sheens you just have to wait a fortnight before you can turn the page but um it, I mean, it is just a huge nib uh and it works really well on my pocket nib, which is still the little pebble uh, Pebble glacier so um i'm I'm really enjoying it, but it it is very impractical <laughs> so you can 't do a lot of writing with it or i can 't um and uh for my my sort of everyday carry my little portable i 've got my cueco al sport but now it 's the the raw aluminium rather than the brass, so much much lighter uh and raw aluminium marks you just have to look at it and it and it gets scratched, so it sort of very quickly becomes battered and uh, and bruised, which it seems to be my thing with with Coecos. I don't know why I, I i like
0: the more damaged they are the the more I like them. Mm. Uh, just leave it for Mrs. L to drive over a couple of times and and you could indeed it could be right up there with the uh, the raw brass,
1: yeah, I'm not sure the raw aluminium would cope quite as well with the b m w to be honest. um, it is quite a lot sort of lighter um and it's got a red cartridge random one that from my sort of lucky dip, um but yeah. Loving it,
0: enjoying my pens at the moment. Ah, it's lovely, isn't it? When you can just really get that enjoyment out of them, you know, even if they're not particularly practical, you know, like a sparkling ink that changes color, they're just fun. I, I quite enjoy this going through and as cycling, cycling my pens and my inks. It's great. Ah, I'm glad you're having fun. All right, Stu, here's a question. How did we do this year against the plans we set last year? That's a tough one. This kind of follows up a little bit on our conversation yesterday, where, or last week, while we were talking about coming up with our, our goals, our themes for next year. Um, I went through this week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, so a couple of days ago, the Sean Blanc program, Plan Your Year. A- and part of that was I dug out my long forgotten, I should say, plan my year from 2022 for this year. Ha, what a naive young man I was such expectations on the way this year was going to be. Um, But I kind of went through and dug that out and sort of did a bit of a, an evaluation of how did I do against my, my year last year? Uh, have you done anything the same? You know, we talked a little bit last week about it. You pulled off your, uh, your cards that you've got stuck on your wall, took a look at them. What do you think? How did, how did you do compared to last year's deal? Uh. Well, I,
1: I've, I've written two answers to this. First of all, I wrote terribly. And then I wrote, eh, hey, not bad. Um, and I was, I was sort of reminded of how the sort of the attitude that you bring to that question can very much determine the answer and I think it's really important in fact I think it's probably the most important because planning um you know we we tend to be very very optimistic you know planning is what you want to happen not what is likely to happen but what you want to happen so it assumes all sorts of things that you know you're going to be generally on on focus and doing the things that you want to do that you know disaster is not going to befall you and Um, and as I think probably both of us can attest, that ain't how life works. So, um, I have to be very cautious when I'm looking back not to turn a review into some sort of self-flagellation exercise, um, and, you know, find time to focus on the positive. So, um, okay. So like you, I sort of was working from the, the Sean Blanc plan you a year. Um, which is, you know, is rerunning at the moment, isn't it? Um, but I did it last year. And so I had a few, I, I'm sure they're not called goals and they're not called objectives. I can't remember what they are, statements perhaps.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but um, around health, I wanted to move more and uh, lose some weight. And uh, so I'm going to give myself 50 50 there because I move a lot more, but I've gained weight, um, particularly over the last month. For the last, Four weeks, Justin. Honestly, anything not nailed down, I've eaten it. Um, I mean, e- even the dogs have looked a bit nervous at me from time to time. But it's I don't know what's going on. It's some sort of uh, comfort eating, I think, in stress reaction. That's what I'm going to say. Um, which takes me to health too. I I was really interested because I did this earlier in the week. Um, I'd written that when I feel stressed, instead of drinking, I'm going to write. Mm. No, by drinking, I I assume I meant alcohol, Um, and that sort of tells me that I knew that I wanted to stop drinking. Although that wasn't a declared intention at all, Um, I didn't actually drink and uh, drink. I didn't stop drinking until August, so um, that that just made me think, "Oh wow, is is that the power of intention?" That you know, I'd written that down, and somewhere in my subconscious was going, "Yeah, you don't want to do this anymore." Um, So look. I, I'm not lecturing anyone. Um, I have drunk all my life. I've drunk a lot. I'm very, very good at it. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I've had some terrific times. and Like everyone who drinks, I've had some bad times with it too. Um, I'm delighted that I don't drink anymore. I much prefer being a non-drinker. I think it's brilliant for my health. It's brilliant for my well-being generally. Um, but I'm not saying that as some sort of preachy type thing. So I, I'm delighted that that I've uh, stopped drinking again, and it's becoming the new normal for me now. And most importantly, for everyone else, people don't seem to feel quite so threatened by it now <laughs> as they do when I first stopped. Um, finances, um, I'd I'd been musing around, um, and I've spoken about this on the, on this podcast before, and I think on eighteen fifty seven. Um, I've been we've been living off capital for the last few years. So um, I sold the business, made made quite a lot of money with, from that, and, and was spending it. To be honest, uh, Margaret and I don't have children. Um, we we don't have a legacy concern, so we we've got some assets because I, did, I didn't spend it all on fast fast women, um, or oh, sorry, fast cars and loose women. Um, so we we've got property or two. Um, we've got some uh, some liquid funds, but I was I've reached that point where I was going. You can't do this forever. Um, You know, uh, I suppose the sort of standard thing is you should never live off capital. You live off interest. Or if you're very clever, you live off interest on the interest. Um, And we decided that we were going to put some money into investments, sort of lock it, take it out of the current accounts. Let's let's put it that way. Um, And sort of live more intentionally. And we're doing that now although it took us the best part of a year to get there um because it's quite easy when you don't really have to think about what to spend or what not to spend whereas now we do because I'm living off sort of current incomes uh so that was i suppose pretty good um although being disciplined is still still not my strong suit oh new apple shiny thing
0: i was about to say yeah uh, where where did the uh, new expensive fancy mac fit into that or do we not talk about that? That's one of those. That's, that's a needed expense. Well,
1: um, the Mac was, was, uh, was bought by one of the companies. So this is my, my get out clause Ooh. is that I can, um, I have sole control of the companies and I, I can spend money from those companies, assuming that they make it. So uh, that's, it is, of course, a work tool um, for any uh, accountants, uh, listening, I use it exclusively for work purposes. I'm not using it now at all. Um, relationships. I was, I was keen to, um, what did I write? I wrote that I want to be more supportive of the current Mrs. Lennon, um, put her first, um, because I, th- I you know, I felt that she was, uh, unfulfilled. And, you know, she's made some huge progress, not because of me, but because she's now working in a school. She's doing lots of private tutoring. Uh, she's developing a real interest uh, in working with children uh, who are neuro atypical. So um, who are on one of the many spectra that now now exist. But uh, I suppose the ones we would be familiar with would be ADHD, autism, those, those types um she's she seems to have a real um skill oh, lovely um and does a lot of work does a lot of work with those, those children which is brilliant um uh, but that does mean that i have to do washing and stuff you know I have, I have to learn how to use the washing machine and be a little bit more sort of um
0: hands-on domestically which yeah, is an adjustment for me my question is how did the dogs take it when your wife is first and the dogs have now been demoted
1: uh, well, I mean, I think I think first is a relative term. As anybody um, who who shares a house with dogs know, uh, the dogs the dogs are always first. Um, but there there is a little bit of of jostling between the humans beneath, um, as to you know who is who is less last. Uh, I think it's probably the best way
0: to put oh, it. Oh no, the less um, last I mean, is but... us. We or we we are we are <laughs> always last. too it's just a yep. question of which one at any one point is first, you know, in the, in that pecking order. And, uh, if you've had kids like I do, uh, they're up there too. It's, uh, you know, that last, Oh, I'm way down there.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: I'm still, I'm
1: still very much, I think the dogs look at me as, as the person to whom delegated, uh, has been delegated all the work uh, around the dog. So I do the feeding and the walking. Um, I do the cleaning up after, um although obviously if one's thrown up in the middle of the bed that kind of affects everybody um so yeah the the dogs are the dogs uh so i was pleased with that i am pleased with that creativity i wanted to finish my novel i haven't um i i think i may do uh i haven't written anything for a couple of weeks now but there's all sorts of reasons behind that um but I am sort of moving towards the climax. There's not that much more to write, but that will take me to the end of a draft. There's still yeah. a lot to be done after that draft editing, redrafting, um all of those types of things. So I'm not going to get anywhere near finishing the novel by the end of this year, but um I've made a lot more progress than I had in the in the years previous. get, so I suppose you to sort of say, okay there uh focus, I wanted to do less. So, um, one of the reasons I signed up to do the focus course was that, um, you know, uh, one man's multi-potentialite is another man's jack of all trades. And I felt I was perhaps drifting towards the jack of all trades side of things rather than the, the multi-potentialite in that my, my attention was scattered. Uh, I, I wasn't really concentrating on anything. Um, and so I've managed to streamline that a bit. I think there's more to do there. Um, you know, I've got two companies. That's probably one too many. Um, and I've got, you know, podcasting. I've got a little bit of voice work that I'm doing. Uh, I've got my hobbies. I've got a lot of stuff on. And I need to work out which is most important to me. I think that problem has not been resolved. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, it's one that takes a bit of time. Uh, adventure. I, I wanted to finish my Camino, but I didn't. Um, and that was essentially, that was a decision. The two of us, you know, we, we were talking and, uh, you know, Stu lives in Ireland. He's got two, uh, two little ones. Um, as we were trying to work out how COVID was, was unfolding and how it was going to move, it, it was, it was enough for us to go, not sure how it's going to be. Not sure I'm prepared to make bookings now. If we're not going to make bookings now, then it's going to cost a lot more. We'll just leave it a year. So you yeah, know that was a conscious decision. Uh, what about you? What about you on all your sort of you know goals and plans and statements,
0: whatever whatever we called those things. I can't forget. Well, it was funny because uh, my first reaction was twenty twenty two. Well, sucked. That was my first thought. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't do anything. I mean, I did the workbook, Sean Blanc, back in November, December last year, early December, when things were still looking, you know, my wife was going through chemo at the time. Things were looking positive. Things were, you know, it wasn't too bad at that point. And then shortly thereafter, the chemo took her a higher toll and this year has just been, well, um, a mixed bag I think is the nicest way to, to put it. But one of the things that I sort of looked at was I went through this and my theme for 2022, I guess knowing with the move and the stress of the move and with, uh, my wife's chemo was to kind of look for happiness. And I was actually surprised when you go back and look at these things, uh, It is a mixed bag and the mixed bag contains some really, really good things. And I wanted to sort of focus a little bit on, Hey, yeah, I know there's a lot of bad that happened this year, but there's also a lot of good and trying to find that good and look for the good, uh, much like your, uh, decision to not drink alcohol anymore. It wasn't necessarily how you figured it was going to happen. But it was something that was in the back of your mind, and I think that's the whole point of planning for this year for me as well, is that I'm going to put these seeds in the back of my mind. So, um, my year of happiness. Well, I'm going to go a little statistic nerd on you here, Stu. <laughs> it was a big bell curve of happiness. Ooh. If I looked at my year, July and August were really, really good months. Uh, there was high happiness. Uh, the weather was good. My wife at that point was feeling really, really well. There's a bit of a bounce once you go through everything that she went through of, okay, now all the procedures have stopped and there's, I'm alive and here we go. Um, And then, you know, that, that kind of went to a peak. And then the reality of what the recovery looked like and the continued challenges that that she's having and some other stuff. Uh the year kind of went downhill a bit again after that. Uh I and I know a bell curve is supposed to be, you know, it, it goes out in three standard deviations, but I'm kind of thinking the rest of my year went downhill in one standard deviation for the nerds out there. Uh, you know, correlations, to stay on the metaphor, were the family's health challenges and and weather. Man, weather is such a thing for me here. And I've again new to this area, I kind of lived in a rainforest area where it was uh cool and wet basically all year round. Um, so coming up here where you have to deal with weather, which means that you have to prepare for winter, you have chores that have a definitive deadline that you have to do, and of course you know, last year we kind of moved up here. I didn't care much about this this year. I had to do a lot of stuff to sort of get the house and the property ready for winter. And that was a real kick for me because I spent six weeks dealing with weather related things. Um, and the spring will be the same. You know, once, once we can see the garden, I've got a bunch of work that needs to be done. It's just constant stuff that I hadn't really thought about before where, uh, in my old life, I could kind of plug away at these things. Whenever it was a nice day outside, because it never got too cold. Um, You know, there's been some sort of health challenges back on, on the menu, and wow, yeah, just uh, this winter has sort of kicked the happiness right in the probability distribution. Because oof, we're going to stay on that metaphor and kill it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? When bad things happen just surviving is enough cause for celebration because, you know, you could really look at this year and you could look at all the negatives, but I think there's so many positives. Uh, Some of the things that I'd written down as things I wanted to do last year, uh, more dates with my wife, still important. And we were talking about this last night for the upcoming year. I'm actually going to put these dates on the calendar with my wife that we're We're going to do, I don't know if you do anything like this, Stu. Uh, We're talking, I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work. We're going to do two dates per month. One that I plan, one that she plans. That way we get to do a little bit of everything. And the key to that is uh, as she looked at me and she said, well, if I plan it, no complaining. So I may live to regret this, but it has been, you know, the summer particularly, we had some amazing times exploring the neighborhood getting to see some new places. It's just been a wonderful time. So that went really, really well for me. Um, so I'm, I'm still pretty happy about that. Uh, I, I wanted to have a focus on physical health, mine particularly. I, I had ups and downs uh, considering the year I've had. Uh, well, first part of the year, uh, physical health, mine. I was a bit like Stu. I was eating everything, drinking everything. I, and it's got better. And I'm okay with the progress that I've got. Uh, mental health, my own, oof, lots of ups and downs this year, but I'm sort of coming to terms with the cyclicality of, of what that's going to be, but I did okay with it. Um, work, you know, that was another focus. I did okay. Um, not world-class. I don't think I've had the best year that I ever have. I mean, I've had a couple of other distractions, uh, nothing burnt down. My work balance was reasonable. Stress was higher than it should be, but a lot of that was sort of self-imposed. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I did well there and I'm, I'm happy to say that. And, and lifestyle, I really wanted to look at the new area, uh, enjoy the new area. And I got to say this summer, when you don't have to spend 10 minutes getting dressed just to go outside, cause it's so cold, uh, was absolutely fantastic. We spent so much time out about getting to know the area getting to know the people and i think i realize just how much of a success it is when i'm looking at the social calendar we have between now and christmas how many neighbors and new friends we are getting together with uh, and entertaining uh, we're entertaining tonight. We're, we've got uh, other friends coming over tomorrow night and the next week more. And last week, it's it's nice because when we moved up here, we didn't know anybody apart from family. Mm. It went and family doesn't really count as far as visiting because that's the thing that'll be a fight over Christmas. But we won't go there uh, because family. I think everybody can complain about them, right, Sue? Oh, for sure. I mean, family. <sighs> The
1: source of, uh, of so much love and the source of so much stress at the same time. I mean, you know, listening to your, um, you know, analysis of, well, I'm, I'm not going to go to bell curves or standard deviation. Um, I, I've got a much more scientific approach that I think you need to understand. In 2020, I stopped drinking. And within two months, my wife was paralyzed. So clearly, me stopping drinking is bad for other people's health. This is going to be my excuse if I decide I'm going to become a drinker, kind of thing. Because this year, um, I stopped drinking, and and now my mum, uh, who's our last surviving parent between Margaret and I, has has recently received a cancer diagnosis, which is again not great news. Um, I don't know whether it's me giving up drinking that that actually prompts these things to happen, or it's me giving up drinking because somebody somewhere knows that I need to be sort of on, on full form to deal with these little upsets in my life. Um, but you know, those types of things happen. You know, particularly to people of our age. You know, we're getting to the stage where you know people of our generation are, are getting you know um, illnesses and, you know, feeling knocked back, let alone the generation before us. So you kind of have to factor in that those things are going to happen now. And I'm not sure that was
0: true when we were in our twenties and thirties, or maybe it was, we just never noticed. I don't know. (laughs) There was no life after 30 when I was in my (laughs) twenties. I thought (laughs) if I make it that far, I'll be doing well. Um, but you know, that's just my own approach to life. I didn't think about getting older and, uh, you know, probably I'm going to live to regret that at some point, but, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one. If it's a tough one, uh, everything does change and nobody, when you're planning, can predict what these changes will be and what the impact's going to be on you. But I, I think looking back and just trying to come up with some of these positives is a good thing. Um, how, how about you? you? You managed to find some positives as well out of the last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, again, because we're, you know, old and useless now, we can, we can be a little bit more objective. So um, I used to, to be very focused on the bottom line on the output of my businesses, how much money they're making, that type of thing. Um, They're surviving right now. They're they're not making a lot of money. Um, And do you know what surviving is pretty good. Uh, in in the the economy that we are in, in the sort of state of the of the world. Um, I'll I'll take surviving for the moment. Um, our sort of personal finances are in better shape because we're just being more mindful about them, I think. Um I I don't drink anymore, which I think is good. Probably why their finances are in better shape. Well yeah, it would it would certainly help, I'm sure. Um although the fact that I'm sort of the, the, the most recent Apple devices haven't appealed to me probably helps just as much. <laughs> and, you know, I, I've, I kind of feel set up for really getting, getting on top of my, my sort of main goals for 2023, whatever they will be. Um, although I'm pretty sure I know what they are. So I'll save that for another day. So yeah, you know, COVID casts a very long shadow and I'm not sure the world yet recognizes how long that shadow is and how deep that shadow is um and i think we probably do need you know okay back to dogs you know you need to sort of shake it off (laughs) go right okay here we go let's go on to the next adventure i think um it will take us a while to be sort of back to where we were in 2019 for a start we'll all be five years older
0: Mm -hmm. i'm just thinking if we were dogs would we still have the cone of shame on us
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, she's wandering around outside poor poor little thing i I haven't seen her for a while it's It's gone dark here now, so I imagine she has gone and snuggled herself up um on on her little mat on the on the couch and she just sits there majestically sort of surveying the garden, waiting for for Mrs. Lennon to come driving up the driveway.
0: <laughs> so it sounds like we both have managed to find positives out of last year, which is really good, and I think probably puts you in a, in a good frame to look at next year and start to plan with the idea that not everything is going to happen. Not everything is going to go well, but that even if you fall off the wagon, as far as what these plans are, there are still positives out of there. Would you, would you agree with me on that one, Stu? Is that something that you could take out of this? Is that yeah, there were some positives out of this year, despite everything that you could complain about. Oh,
1: definitely. And I think, you know, the very act of sitting down and thinking about these things, I think is important and I think is helpful because uh, it it helps give a realistic appraisal of where you are in in the world, what you hope to achieve. Um, I remember doing these sort of exercises as a young man and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be earning triple my salary. I'm going to be living in this part of Paris. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be, I just look at that and think, well, if you achieved all that in 10 years, it'd be magnificent. And, and you're talking about doing it in a year. It's just completely ludicrous. It's, it's like those people who start January the 1st with 14 resolutions that they're going to go to the gym every day, swim, you know, five kilometers, walk
0: 10 miles. You just look at it you go, well, you, by by the middle of January, you're not going to be doing any of those things. Oh, sure. I didn't shoot down your 2023 plan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, I think, you know, sitting down and coming up with a real plan and, you know, the, the exercise that we've gone through, there's a lot of work that you do um, around values and about kind of who you want to be. And I think that's very, very important in coming up with with some realistic and sensible plans that, that align with with who you want to be. So, yeah, I agree with you. Cool. Get any takeaways from this one? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, as I've said, I, I don't think planning is about winning or losing. I don't think the idea of reviewing the year is, did I, did I hit my targets or did I not? I'm sure that happens in businesses. But um, when you're looking about life and the sort of, the areas that our are life all span personal, health, um, hobbies, creativity, work. It's a much more balanced thing, and it's about a direction. It's about progress. Mm. What about you? What's your takeaway?
0: Well, mine is right up there with yours a little bit. I, I was going through thinking about this, and the the quote from Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> And I thought it's really how you roll with the punches and then get up when knocked down, that's much more important than how you plan the fight. And, you know, looking at it was like, yeah, I rolled with some of those punches this year and I think it was a good successful year, all things considered. So that would be my takeaway, Uh, you know, have a plan, but roll with it, roll with the punches, get up when you get knocked down and carry on going
1: absolutely i mean you know life will throw you curveballs as we've both got experience of this year particularly um and you just have to to amend and adjust and and be ready to 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 cope with all that and so what we both thought was important at the beginning of the year probably turned out to be less important but the things that came up were very important Mm -hmm.
0: it's just the way it works Alright. um, Stu, where can people find you on the interwebs? And more importantly, how is Mastodon going? Because we haven't talked social media yet at all this episode. <laughs> uh, Mastodon is okay.
1: It's fine. Uh, it's, it, as you might expect, it's smaller than Twitter. It has, you know, well-documented problems in terms of discoverability, um, finding people, uh, finding conversations. Uh, you know, it's not Twitter. Um. But for all that, it's, uh, so far for me, a much calmer, more gentle environment. Um, You know, I'm not dedicating loads of time to this. This isn't a huge thing for me. I'm I'm experimenting with my micro.blog account. I've had one of those for a long time as well. Um, And, you know, just having a little nip here and a little nip there. I still go to Twitter um, and have a little look at that and look at this and see if there's anything that, you know, grabs my interest in a positive way and... Um, if if I'm not getting anything positive, then I'm just sort of moving on. <laughs> I'm very relaxed about the whole thing, to be honest. But my handles are uh, twitter.com. You can find me at StuLennon. Lennon. Uh, on Mastodon, you can find me at Stuart at tweetrex.co.uk. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Stuart.Lennon.587. Uh, or you can find me at my my website, StuartLennon.com, for my writing. And Nero'sNotes.co.uk for some Excellent stationery. What about you, Justin? Where can people find you?
0: Well, I I still am really reducing uh, my social media usage. I talked last week about deleting uh, everything off my phone. Boy, has that curtailed the amount of time I spend looking at things, um, particularly oh, but. Um, the Grids app for Mac for Instagram. It doesn't show you any promoted content. It doesn't show you any apps or any ads. So you can actually go there. You can look at the friends that you follow and see what they post and that's it. And that's absolutely lovely, Uh, which means that I'm in that because I don't have a lot of friends on my personal account. I'm in that for a grand total of 30 to 40 seconds a day. Wow. Is that so nice? Uh, Twitter, well, I'm a little bit more in Twitter. Usually if something's happening in the world that I don't want to follow the news for the commentary on, but I'm really, really doing well of not spending any wasted time on it. So I'm quite impressed with myself. Uh, needless to say, if you want to follow me, you know, probably the easiest places to go to stationeryadjacent.com and find out, uh, when we're recording and what we're talking about, because that kind of seems to be my only outlet at the moment. Uh, if you do want to find out anything about me, you can go to com. Links, of course, at our website, Stationary Uh, If you are interested in talking to us, Station adjacent at gmail.com. Really appreciate your thoughts. And, you know, if you want to share anything with us about how your year went, uh, we'd really be interested in it as well. I know it can also be, you know... Everybody gets kicked in the teeth at some point, and uh, how you pick yourself up from that, roll with it, that really does make your year, especially for us, which I'm still thinking about next year anyway. All right, uh, please take a minute to like a review us on your podcast, Catch your Choice, and we really do appreciate your recommendations to your friends and colleagues. Our next topic is one Stu had suggested a little while ago: Six-month sabbatical. And six months is probably a little long for me, but I like the idea of it. I'm just thinking sabbaticals myself. So I wanted to go for a deeper dive with Stu and have a conversation about that. Until then, goodbye and stay productive.
1: Yes, us.